Your day has just begun. Yeah! But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag Utah Jazz. It's definitely an honor. You know, I think the biggest thing, it just equates to our team success. You know, if we him and I make it, you know, I don't think what we kind of come into the season looking at. You know, I think, you know, for him and I especially, you know, just kind of go out there and doing anything, whatever it takes to win. For him, it's, you know, you look at how he played tonight, you know, necessar- not necessarily, you know, having a big game offensively, but, you know, he did a lot defensively. That's what he does. That's a staple. And then for me, just continue to make plays. And that's what we've been trying to do all year. And, you know, if it happens, you know, we're, we're, we're thankful and honored, but the end goal is still the end goal for us and the team. And and, you know, the biggest thing is, man, I'm praying Mike gets in, man. I think for a guy like him who's done so many things for his career on and off the floor, he, he deserves this. That's Donovan Mitchell talking about making the All-Star game, Rudy making the All-Star game. But uh, obviously he that was uh, after the game, the last game against uh, Charlotte. Charlotte, thank you. All I could think was Clippers, and I knew that was wrong. After Charlotte, oh, yeah. and Mike Conley did not make the – all-Star team is reserved. PK, if you want to make the All-Star team, score a bunch of points. Because the guys on the All-Star team mostly score 24 points or more. They're mostly in the top 20 scorers in the league. Rudy Gobert's an outlier, Ben Simmons and Chris Paul. But other than that, and, and we're going to have a replacement named here, but one of the two guys who scores a lot of points who didn't get into the game is Devin Booker. So I'd expect he gets named as the, uh, as the replacement AD. We'll see. Could be Conley. But I'd expect Booker. Well, I guess God had other plans then, because Donovan Mitchell says he's praying for him. Yep. God did not answer that prayer. So, apparently it's God's will. He'll have more time to rest up for the second half of the season, which apparently is going to have a fairly congested schedule, so maybe some days off would be good. Hopefully we'll see that schedule soon. Jazz and Lakers tonight, 8 o'clock, Vivint Arena, pregame with Jake Scott and Tim Lacombe on Jazz game night. The pregame show starts at 7 o'clock on The Zone. Got a lot of expectations for this one, or Lakers too shorthanded to get worked up? Well, I don't care about whether they are or they aren't with them. doesn't matter to me what the Lakers do. It's all about the Jazz. The Jazz want to win, so that's the most important thing. If they get another win, that obviously it gives them uh, more of a hold on first place. So whoever shows up for the Lakers, that's who's going to play. At this point, when you have the best record in the league, it doesn't matter who the other guy is. Jazz are three and a half games up on the Lakers heading into this one. Lakers are third in the West right now. Yeah, and this is what I said earlier when we heard that Anthony Davis was going to be gone. Try to open up as big a lead as possible while he's out. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Ten seconds to go into the forecourt. Sexton, left side to Stevens, down the lane. Powell with two hands. Stevens hit it. Beasley, ball batted away. It's on the floor. Bucks have a turnover. Dante, the disruptor, made the play. Connaughton to Giannis for the slam. Jokic, left side of the midcourt circle. More than happy to kill time with 35 seconds left to go in the ball game. Now he beats Cantor, gets down the lane. Euro step and a dunk with two hands. Doncic with six and five and four and three to his left. Pulls up from the hash mark. It's good! It's good! With a tenth of a second remaining as Doncic nails the game winner! 
110 to 107. Couple of big hoops late for Luka Doncic, including the game winner right there. He finishes with 31 points as the Mavericks beat the Celtics 110-107. That's why he's an all-star starter right there, PK. They're a 500 team, and Boston's now a game under, but he's an all-star. Yeah, he's a really good player. I mean, that was a great move, great ball control and all that stuff, and then have a little step back, go in. He's a sensational player, that's for sure. Other highlights we heard in there. The Nuggets beat the Blazers 111-106. Nikola Jokic, a 41-point night to lead the Nuggets to victory in that one. Denver now three games over 500, but still seventh in the West. But they beat Portland, who's sixth, right a game right in front of them. Clippers take down the Wizards, and that was, uh, man, that was kind of the all-star box score right there, PK. There were five starters, and two of them go for 30 points or more, and the other three guys, none of them are in double figures. Get the ball to the two stars and let them handle it. And they did. Yeah, but their bench, would they have their four guys in double good. figures? Yeah, all shooting high percentages, too. Not yeah. really a volume deal, but uh, Zubak was six for six. But He's gotten better. Uh, Jackson was six for 12. Mann was five of seven. Morris was a little on the volume side. He had 11 points on 12 shots. Uh, but yeah, they did get a lot of points out of the bench. 52 out of the, 58 out of the bench and 52 out of those four guys, so. But 32 leading the way for uh, Kawhi Leonard, and Paul George had 30. Those two guys uh, really filling it up. Also in there, you heard uh, Giannis. He had 37 points as the Bucks blow out the Timberwolves, 139 to 112. Steph Curry had a 37-point game. Warriors beat the Knicks, 114-106. NBA waiver wire picking up some steam. The Rockets waving DeMarcus Cousins. The Nets... Wave, I'm in Shumpert, Tyler Cook, Andre Robertson ahead of today's deadline to guarantee deals for the season. Nets are expected to attempt to re-sign all three players on 10-day deals. If any of the players get picked up on waivers, their deal becomes guaranteed. So, See if any of these guys will bounce around. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Well, PK, you wanted to know exactly how many fans would be allowed into the Marriott Center, and Yach said the number would be 5,000 at most, and it turns out the number is 1,750 fans. Okay. That's according to head coach Mark Pope. He had immediate availability and, and talked about that. West Coast and Mountain West Conference Tournaments announced they will not have fans in attendance at their conference tournaments in Las Vegas next month. Haven't heard from the Pac-12 yet. See what they have to say. But no fans at the West Coast and Mountain West tournaments. Next month being next week. Yeah, right. Uh, February yeah, 24th, baby. We're almost there. So that means uh, no Gonzaga fans because they're pretty much the only ones who went. The Gonzaga Invitational. DJ and PK. They'll win without their fans. They'll be fine. Hashtag NFL. And well, here's stick. the thing on Drew Bridge. Last year, he went into the Saints at the Pro Bowl, the coaching staff, and they cried because that was his last game, the Pro Bowl, he was retiring, and then he took some time off, and lo and behold, he came back in March. And by the way, if he hadn't come back, I I really believe that there's a chance that Tom Brady would have been the Saints quarterback this year, and he would have been playing in New Orleans. But that's a different story. An intriguing story, but a different one. Also a non-story. Because it didn't happen. Right. (laughs) But it could have. Washington football, as long as we're talking quarterbacks, Washington football team quarterback Alex Smith said he's come back through a wrench 
into the team's plans. He didn't feel wanted by the organization this past summer. He told GQ Magazine, they didn't see it, him coming back to play, didn't want me there, didn't want me to be a part of it, didn't want me to be on the team, the roster, didn't want to give me a chance. Mind you, it was a whole new regime. They came in, I'm like the leftovers, and I'm hurt, and I'm this liability. Heck no, they didn't want me there. At that point, as you can imagine, everything I'd been through, I couldn't have cared less about all that. Whether you like it or not, I'm giving it a go at this point. So that means he's going to try to go. Is he speaking present tense but past tense? Yes. Whether you like it or not. I'm he was talking about the summer of 2020. Okay. The new coaching staff didn't want him there. Now, I think it's an open question whether they want him there or not. There's you know, a cap hit to be taken, but also cap space to be cleared. I mean, they have some dead money, but they also have more cap room if they let him go now. Do they want to bring him back? Do they, do they think he's a starter? Do they want to pay someone else to be the starter? If he's a backup in insurance, because he was third-string guy who ended up starting, what was it, I think, five games? Um, yeah, isn't it obvious that he wouldn't have been in their plans? Yes. Yeah. I mean, he's ta- he's, this is coming out as a slam, him, or maybe it's not. I, I don't know. I, don't, I didn't read the GQ, nor do I understand the context of it completely. But is he, is he ripping the Skins organization for not wanting him back? What it was a mixed bag. I, I read. Uh, I didn't read the GQ story. Um, these quotes got pulled and were ESPN stories, and they were on some of the other major websites as well. And I read those, so I don't know if there's more. But it basically came off as he understood it, but he hated it and was hurt by it. That was how I took it, reading the quotes. Okay. That, yeah, I can buy that. Well, every, whoever doesn't want you and you want to still do it, you're going to be hurt by it. Right. That, that's a natural reaction, isn't it? And it did go into um, how he has issues with one foot and it kind of drags. And I can see how the coaches would be like, can you really, I mean, can you really quarterback like that? Joe. Well, yeah, of the, course. The answer I mean, is been through a major yes. injury, right? Yeah. And he was uh, 36 years old. I wouldn't, if I were the new management, I wouldn't have been planning on him to to lead us to wherever where we'd want to go. Now he had a very nice comeback story, that's for sure. But I don't know that I'd be going into the summer, man. We got to get Alex Smith healthy because he's going to really make a difference for us. Free agent to be wide receiver Des Bryant tweeted last night he plans to play two more years in the NFL, but it won't be with the Baltimore Ravens. He was with them for six games last season. I realized quick Baltimore wasn't the place for me. No bad blood. That's their way of doing things, so you got to respect it. So, 32 year old Des Bryant out there looking for a team. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Trying to get to the playoffs. Obviously, you guys know that. We all are, I think. If that's not the mindset, uh, you shouldn't be here. So I, every year, that's why I come in, you know, put that in my mind. We got one goal is get to the playoffs and win a World Series here. It's still the same goal here, obviously. That is Mike Trout, the angel star. PK, it's the annual quest, and it's the quest that comes up short so often. Well, yeah, you know, it reminds me of your, every college football season when I say I want the Devils to go to the Rose Bowl. The chances of them going to the Rose Bowl are pretty slim, but that's the goal <laughs> every year, right? It's the same goal year after year after year after year. And in the Devil's Gates, it's only happened twice in, what, 45 years? So I, I get where he's coming from, yeah. Maybe this year. Probably not. Although 
playoffs is a you know it's a expanding thing here, so uh, they shrunk it back compared to last year, but. Maybe a wild card. I mean, they made a bunch of acquisitions. Whether they pan out or not remains to be seen. New York Yankees ace Gary Cole voiced his frustrations with the manipulation of service time and free agency after former Mariners president and CEO Kevin Mather made inflammatory comments earlier this month about how clubs in the sport think and operate. I'm just tired, said Cole, one of eight players on the MLB Players Association Executive Subcommittee. It's tired, man. I think the players are over it, and if they haven't been awakened to that type of behavior, that's what goes on. Really, the guy just said what we all know, right? I mean, when when Fernando Tatis uh, Jr. was called up by the Padres, there were stories about, wow, I can't believe they're going to let him get to arbitration here early. Because everybody knows that. Yeah, I don't know that he's talking about that. I think he's talking about how the the manager or president, whatever he was, of Seattle was ripping players. Mm. Rather than the manipulation of bringing up the third week in April, that's that's been going on forever, and I don't yep. know that that's ever going to stop. I think it was that he was devaluing their value. So when they go to arbitration and all that stuff, you're not that good as not as good as you think you are. That's I think that's I don't that know was this, more what bugged that's yeah yeah. DJ and PK trying to get to the playoffs, obviously. Anderson was packaged at the incident in stable condition with serious injuries. And because of the fact that they needed to be extricated, they were transported to Harbor UCLA Hospital because of the extrication. And Harbor Hospital is also a trauma center. I mean, I'm sick to my stomach. You know, it hurts to see one of your, I mean, now my closest friends, you know, get in in an accident. And man, I just hope he's all right. Just, uh, just worry for his kids, you know. Golf. That was L.A. Fire Deputy Chief Daryl Osby on Tiger Woods' injuries, and then you heard the reaction from Justin Thomas there. Tiger Woods, that car completely totaled. But I guess right where Tiger was, you know, built for safety and all of that, but uh, compound leg fracture, an ankle that's in really bad shape, and the leg crushed, whatever that means for all the arteries and everything. So... No idea when he'll be golfing again. It's going to be a while, PK. But uh, after seeing that car, you got to be happy that he's alive. Oh, for sure. You know, I've been on that road, Hawthorne Boulevard, in Rancho Palos Verdes many times, and I know exactly where it was. I've been right there, and uh, it's a windy road. And so, if you're coming from the top, and so you're going off the peninsula into the LA area, it's downhill very much, and there's a lot of ravines there. And I don't know if he was driving too fast. Uh, was he distracted? Or I have no clue. I'm not going to be like the CNN idiot who said, "Well, painkillers probably played a, a part in it." Did you hear about that? Jeez, dude, just going on and speculating. But CNN, the one who paid for news on that guy from uh, Tooele there, who had the video. I don't know why anybody would be watching CNN, but that's just me. Uh, so I have no idea what the circumstances were, but I understand the severity of it, uh, given the having been on that road. But uh, you know, obviously, you just the good thing is that he was alert and responsive and all that, and they're, so they're not life-threatening. Thank goodness he had his seatbelt on, too, yeah. which I think most people do now. I don't know very many people who drive without a seatbelt. Well, when I growing up, my parents and all that, you know, now I don't remember being told to put one on. 
those things have changed, and that probably saved his life. Yeah, the golf looks like it might be uh, on the back burner, which really, in the grand scheme of things, I don't know how big of a blow that is for him. I'm sure he would love to compete. I would love to see him compete. But the most important thing is to be able to regain your health to one degree or another and go forward here as it's going to take a long time. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, coming up this morning, 830, Tim Lacombe, Utah Jazz radio studio analyst, former BYU and Utah Hoop staff member. And then in the 9 o'clock hour, Larry the Laker is going to check in with the Jazz Laker game tonight. Looking forward to that. Brian and Bob from Real Golf Radio. We've uh, reached out to them, to Mike Weir. We'll see if we can uh, talk to somebody who knows a little bit more maybe about Tiger and uh, golf and what's going on there. Uh, we'll see if we hear from them later this morning as well. Yox reached out to them. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Number one. The Zone Sports Network is Utah's number one choice for sports radio in Utah. From DJ and PK to Hanson Scotty and the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, the Zone continues to dominate the competition. Thank you to all of you that continue to make the Zone Sports Network Utah's highest-rated, most listened-to sports station. Your home for the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about is right here. 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hot Takes or Toast is brought to you by Jerry Steiner Cadillac. At Jerry Steiner Cadillac, you can shop your way and get a piece of luxury you deserve. Stop by and test drive one today. Okay. Today's question, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert made their second consecutive All-Star team, but no Mike Conley. Are we outraged? And largely the answer is no. There's some outrage. Certainly there's some disappointment. We're a little short on the outrage. (laughs) Yeah, but see, you got to draw emotion. Yeah. Understand the whole point. Jonathan knew it was. He says, yes, but I think Mike gets in as an injury replacement. There's still hope, PK. You're saying there's a chance. I yeah, there is still there is still hope, and we know there's one obviously with Davis. Uh, uh, who knows? Maybe Paul George. Uh, I, I don't know. Kawhi Leonard. Those guys have been uh, in and out of the lineup one more than the other to an extent. Uh, you know, I don't know about the rest deal because it's not going to be a big, long three day. Uh, process like it used to be so just going to Atlanta to sit around or run through some uh, exhibition game in which full effort is not extended I think that's overblown so I and let you know I I just don't think that's that big of a deal uh, this this time around this year uh, but I agree with you in that I think the scoring does certainly matter. It's eye-catching, you know. They, that's what they show you. They rarely show you defensive stops. Although I do think, though, with that in mind, uh, you think uh, – who, who votes on this? The co- coaches? Is that yeah. how, how it's done? Yeah. They, they did give – I was surprised they gave it to Chris Paul over Devin Booker because Devin Booker is much more of a scorer. Yep. But when you look at the difference on this team – 
everybody's back. I think they added Frank Kaminsky, and no offense to Frank Kaminsky, but he doesn't really matter beyond Chris Paul. And now they're 10 games over 500. That's pretty impressive from where they've been. And there was going to be some, as the Jazz would say for many years, that organic internal improvement with the Suns, no matter who it was. They were. You would have to think Aiton was going to be better. Bridges was going to be better. Cam Johnson was going to be better because those are younger guys, right? So it stands to reason that they're going to be better. But the significant difference, because being 10 games over 500 for where they've been is a great improvement for sure, and they are giving a lot of credit to Chris Paul. So... That's one as far as not necessarily scoring a whole lot. There's a lot of stuff that Chris Paul adds to that team that have no statistical value outside of winning. And listening to Phoenix Radio like I do when I go to the gym, they talk about it constantly with him teaching and talking to the younger guys. Apparently, and I'm just viewing this from a distance, that he has really taken on the mentorship role and jumped in. Now, he had a prior relationship with Monty Williams uh, from down there in New Orleans, so maybe that was something uh, that he just decided, or he maybe it's just naturally who he is, I'm not sure, but he wants to be a teacher and give back to the younger guys. So there's great value in that that doesn't show up in the sport, in the points column. So you've got to give the coaches credit for acknowledging that. That's pretty cool, really. And it's really, uh, you know, I don't think with the Jazz didn't need Conley to come in to be a mentor uh, because they have a lot of veterans around them, and Mitchell's really the only young kid who's getting – a fair amount of playing time. I don't think there's anybody else under 25 unless I'm missing somebody, right? Off the top of my head, I can't think of anybody. So they don't need Mike to do that, but he does play a vital role. And with all that in mind, I, I, I'm i probably on board 85 90% with you that on that replacement, uh, that I think they're going to go to Booker because I think it ends up being we decided we wanted two sons versus one son and three Jazz. The scoring, if you look, if you just click on the list, 16 of the top 18 players are in. And there's three more guys who score a ton of points who've missed a bunch of games so they don't qualify. It's like the baseball deal. You know, you can't win the batting title if you don't have a certain number of plate appearances. Uh, Durant yeah. and Irving and uh, Paul George. Yeah, but they're all over 24 points a game, too. So that, that takes you from 16 of 18 to basically, now you're 19 of 22 top scorers in the league. So Paul George isn't on the team? He is. He isn't qualified for the leading scores. If you look at the list, it's 16 of the top 18 are in. But there's these three guys who are in the All-Star game who aren't on the list of the NBA's leading scores. And it's because they've missed a bunch of games. At some point, they'll be qualified. I don't know what the formula is. But, you know, they, 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 they're scoring plenty of points. And so it comes down to the question is, well, why didn't Devin Booker make it? And I think it's for all the reasons you just listed about Chris Paul. And I know it's supposed to be about this year, but consciously or subconsciously, I think the fact Chris Paul basically did this in Oklahoma City last year, he's getting credit for that too. You know, when you're on the Clippers and when you're on the Rockets, well, you're supposed to be winning. Your, your roster's loaded and you're, you're supposed to be a big deal. But there were low expectations for Oklahoma City and for Phoenix. And based on who else they had on the roster and all that, he gets a lot of credit for the fact that these two teams have done as well as they've done. I think people thought Phoenix Although was getting better. I think better. there's more 
Yeah, okay, go ahead. Well, Thank Phoenix you. had the thing in the bubble where it's like, hey, they're exactly. better. Yes. Now, and there's two things right, about the right. bubble. Number right. one, it's right. not real. There's no travel. There's no fans. The shooting background, blah, blah, blah. But we've also heard multiple times, and Quinn just brought it up, it was either after the Hornets or Clippers game, or before it, when he was doing his pregame thing, somebody asked me, he says, well, it goes back to the bubble. It feels like a third season with these guys. Because we had a season, we had a long layoff, and we analyzed, because they didn't have anything else they could do. They, they go over film, they analyze a bunch of stuff, and they talk to guys, and they coach guys up, and to the degree they could do one-on-one work, they did that. And it felt different in the bubble. And if you step away from the Jazz and look at the Suns, well, they're probably doing the same thing, and there's a reason they got better. All the young guys you just spoke about, and they had a, basically an offseason to get better, too. So they were trending up, but nobody had them trending. Well, maybe somebody in Phoenix did. But outside of the state of Arizona, I don't think anybody had them fourth in the West. Maybe you had them six, maybe you had them eight, you had them whatever. But four? And, and not just four, but like a game out of two. <laughs> this, is, this is excellent work by the Suns. And he gets the credit. And that's good. As I... Lose my voice. And yeah, get, what happened pitch, there? Pitch higher. <laughs> Whoa. I don't know. <laughs> so so Trey Young got left out, and he's 10th in the league in scoring, and Booker's 16th. Young scoring tw- Trey Young scoring 27 points a game, and Booker 24-7. There's nobody else, 24 points a game or higher, who's missing this All-Star game. So... It's like you always say whenever we're going through in uh, you know all the NBA games the night before, you're like, yeah, hey, he had a good game. He scored a lot of points. And you could say that's a shallow media slash fan way of looking at the game, but the coaches just picked the All-Stars and they just picked a bunch of guys who score a lot of points. Right. Most of them. Not all, but... Right. Yeah. There's the, the outliers are Chris Paul, Ben Simmons, Rudy Gobert. Well, Simmons' team has the best record in the East, probably only temporarily, but they do have it. And he's a former number one pick and a high-profile guy, and he obviously does other stuff, having the ball in his hands. Gobert's anchoring this elite defense, and all the coaches know that the defense is all off of him. And they also are getting a healthy well, respect win. for Yeah, and they win. They're number one in the West, and Simmons is number one in the East. And Chris Paul has got and this team. I don't have any problem with that. Yeah. Chris Paul has this team way up in the standings from where they've been and, and up in the standings from where they were expected to be. Yes, I don't know that I would say Chris Paul has his team. Chris Paul is an integral part of the team right? doing that. But as I step back and I look at Conley – Everything that I would think, I can only, I can't speak for him, but everything that I would think that he wants out of this season is still in front of him. Or let's say nine out of ten, if he had a list of ten. Whatever. Yeah, because he really wanted. I mean, he laid it out there Friday night. He didn't. It would have been easy to hit us with the cliche and the shucks and whatever. You know, he wanted it, you know, and now he didn't get it. So it's disappointing. But I just don't think it, it defines his career. I don't think that it is the crowning achievement. Uh, it just, to me, it doesn't really matter. Now, that's me saying it. He obviously can think differently right. for himself. But to me, what's the most important stuff is still ahead of him. And this That's team has a chance to yeah. achieve the most important stuff. And if it is going to achieve the most important stuff, he's going to have to be right there playing well. And that's the great thing about it. You have the best record now, and we're approaching the halfway point of the season. 
and let's carry this out because the possibilities literally are all the way to the top. I really believe that. I don't know that they're going to do it, but I put in the possibility, the word possibilities. They are there. And if they are going to be achieved, he's going to be a significant part of that. So that is what's most important. And I don't think that his career is going to be defined by whether he was an all-star or not, not even in the slightest is it going to be? Particularly, anytime he goes back to Memphis, he's going to be warmly received. That's a fact. And he's not going to play near as long here as he did there. I think he had a 12-year career, so the age won't allow that. But he really has an opportunity to do something here that is as big time as you can get. And if that were to be accomplished... Well, then he will always be warmly received here. And over time, making a singular all-star game really doesn't matter. That's the great thing about it. The most important stuff that's ahead is right here, man. Can you be a part of that? Because they're not going to win it. I know they went 6-0 and without him, and good for them. And Joe played very well, and that we've documented that, and that's great. But I don't think they're going to be able to get probably even to the conference final, let alone the NBA finals, unless Mike Conley is balling out to the level that he's been doing it. Wouldn't you agree with that? If Conley were to play poorly or was hurt, then the odds of the Jazz going out in the second round versus the Clippers, the Lakers, or the Suns, yeah, you'd have to say there's probably a pretty decent chance. If he plays poorly or he's hurt, then I mean, they could win. They could win without him. I mean, they did just go 6-0 and without him when he was hurt. But playing one of the better teams at the highest level, you know, they could be in jeopardy in the second round. I think that uh, <clears throat> it's interesting you say, you know, halfway through the season, you've got to allow for the possibility of them going all the way. But if you look at the standings and the way teams are playing, you also have to allow for the possibility of them going out in the second round. It's going to be really competitive. These teams look really good. Now, we can adjust those predictions. I can adjust what I just said if I see how the teams are playing and who's healthy when we get to the playoffs because health has wrecked multiple teams that you know, thought they had a good chance. But as you sit here right now, why not dream of them going all the way? That's why people like me are thinking about the Nets, PK. <laughs> All right. Yeah, play, play taps on that one. Uh, Give me taps. Come on, Yuck. They have an opportunity, and Conley needs to be there. So I don't really see this as a snub. It's easy for me to say. This creeps me out. Okay, stop, Yuck. Don't creep him out. <laughs> <laughs> have to allow people to change their minds, Yuck. We all change our minds. I want it. I don't want it. I wanted it yesterday. <laughs> I don't want it today. I think your point is, you know, it's an individual honor, and it would be cool to run the table and have all the individual honors and all the team honors. But winning in the playoffs is way better than going to an all-star game. And it would be cool to run the table and have it all. But if you can't have it all, this is the one to pass on. How many teams without a rep get three all-stars? Oh, three All-Stars is really rare. I mean, yeah. everybody's going to bring up the Hawks five years ago because they had five, but it was in the That's East. That's the East. I, don't I know. Give it. So don't talk to me players. ever about the East. <laughs> I don't care about it. I'll only care about it if it comes to pass. 
So the Hawks, in forget the, it. In the West, uh, you can go back and find teams that had all. I mean, the the Warriors did it, but they had the rep. They had the seventy wins. They had the multiple championships. Right. So, right. And then, other than that, who's done it? And when's the last time the Lakers had three All Stars? I mean, there's a franchise with a rep that's had a lot of stars. My guess off the top of my head uh, would be Magic, Abdul, and Worthy. I was trying to think if they had anybody make it with with Gasol. And, uh, did they have anybody no. with Gasol and Kobe? They would have been at two. And with Shaq? Uh, Lamar Odom, maybe. Would, uh, yeah, maybe Odom. Artest. But uh, no, I don't think so. As far as I'd have to double-check all that stuff, yeah. but no. It just doesn't happen very often. Right, so expecting it to happen here, I think was about 80% wishful thinking. Well, we'll have to see what happens with um, with the, well, the one injury replacement we know about, and now does anybody get hurt between now and then? You know, it's going to be hard for Paul George off the last injury to sell it. I mean, the guy just went for 30 last night, so he's looking pretty healthy. But if you get hurt close to the All-Star game, it doesn't even have to be that major, and if you're out, then... You know, and how much does that get watered down then? And it says on your resume either you're an all star. You it doesn't say. And you're Mike a Conley doesn't need it though. That's the whole point. His resume, it it it's not incomplete without it. That's the whole thing that I'm saying. That it doesn't matter. Mike Conley is going to be thought of as a solid NBA player who made a ton of money to the point he can has a full gym in his house. And, and he can do whatever he wants financially a thousand times over. It, it, he doesn't. His resume is not incomplete with not having that on there. So that even bothers me. His resume, like it doesn't say he doesn't need it. He's going to be viewed as a solid NBA player, with or without it. We get uh, more uh, feedback coming in from people here. Um, Dylan says, no outrage. He deserves to get it at least once in his career, but I'm not sure he's had a better season than any other guys this year. I'm just being objective here. Since the Jazz have only once in their history had three All-Stars in the same season, Aaron writes, no, I'm not outraged. Today's All-Star selection stopped being about merit 20 years ago. It's all just about a name now. It was better back in those days, wasn't it? No, it wasn't because I just, while you were talking, I looked up, uh, did a quick search and found the Lakers. Are you ready for the last time? You're going to be outraged now. Are you ready for the last time the Lakers had three All-Stars? 97-98. Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant, Eddie Jones, Nick Van Exel. Yeah, and so Eddie Jones, Nick Van Exel, mm, they were All-Stars. Who gives a flying you-know-what? <laughs> right. It, their resumes have it. So you're telling me Eddie Jones, who's a decent player, and Van Exel could get hot, but they're better than Conley? See? And so they don't need that on their resume. He doesn't need that on his resume. It just doesn't, it doesn't matter on his resume. Yeah. Tyson, did you really think the Jazz had a shot at getting three? They're lucky to be able to get two. They're not lucky. Luck has nothing to do with it. No, they're that good, and it's happened two years in a row. It's liable to happen again in the future. And these two have reps. 
Yep. And because they have reps, they're going to continue to make it as long as the team is halfway decent. Right. They now have all-star reps, which I think that's the most important thing. If I'm a Jazz fan, that's the most important thing is you do have the rep now. Hey, we've got two all-stars because they've got several guys in their 30s, and they've got expiring contract this year. They've got it next year and the year after that. And so this is a never-ending process of building, maintaining, building again, yep. maintaining again. It never ends. It literally never ends. But will, will guys want to play here, and when yeah. you have a chance to play with a couple of all-stars, right. one of whom doesn't require a lot of shots. <laughs> That's important. Right. So the fact that they have the two is pretty impressive. And both of those guys are under 30 as they continue, you know, if you win a title this year, that'd be absolutely awesome. It's the pinnacle, and it's not like they're going to fall off. But the idea of being competitive every year, there's something to be said for that, and that's hard to do. And, you know, obviously for the statues, they did it for almost two decades, and that was a great, great run. They didn't get the title, understand that, but it's still a great run. And that's what you want here. You want the title along with a great run. That's the best of both. But the fact that they have a foundation of two all-stars that are widely recognized and pretty much now to the point of basically slam dunks. Yeah, those guys are all-stars. Of course they are. You know, put out Just like Stockton Malone. Yeah, of course, those guys, they're all-stars. So it's the same type of principle. So it allows them to have great marketing tools going forward for the next three to five years. DJ and PK, Tim McComb, radio analyst for the Utah Jazz, joins us at 8.30. We've also got a couple Jazz fans here with uh, slightly different takes on Conley and the All-Star Game and what it means going forward, and we will get to that next. Stay with us. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. I've always kind of felt like this is Rudy's team. The wins and losses fall on Rudy. But in the fourth quarter and and the image of the team, it's Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell will continue to be the image of the Utah Jazz because he's the high flyer. He's the showpiece. He's the guy that gets the possessions in the fourth quarter, that either scores the points or doesn't score the points. So of course he's going to be the focal point. But Rudy Gobert is the heavy lifter. What the Jazz are with him off the court as opposed to what they are on the court, it's dramatic. He is the best defensive big in the NBA, and it's not even close. Now, there's some bigs out there that can do some really special things on the offensive side, looking at you, Joker, but on the defensive side, nobody touches what Rudy Gobert can do and how he alters the game in so many different ways. Hanson Scotting, weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Davis Vision. Davis Vision's New Year's special continues through February. Save $1,000 off normal pricing now through the end of the month. Check them out now at davisvisionmd.com. Okay. (laughs) Jazz have two All-Stars, but they didn't get the third. Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert make their second consecutive All-Star team. But no Mike Conley. Are we outraged? Josh says, Mike's coming off a hamstring injury. We don't need it cropping up in the most pointless game on the planet. Somebody doesn't like the All-Star game. The most pointless game on the planet. Uh, Probably uh, there is uh, a merit to that as far as any other games that are pointless. I guess there may be some regular season games 
but it does, they don't get the near the hype that uh, the uh, All-Star game gets. It's not about the game. It's about the opportunity to be on the team. Yes, and to have that on your resume. Oh, yeah. Resume. What, yes. what is it going to add if Conley gets that on his resume? Is he going to get more money? He's already got as much money as he could possibly want. This is a resume. When you use the word resume, that's something that I could present to an employer. What is Conley going to be denied because he won't have it, maybe? His next contract, how big will it be? It might we'll be limited no by salary cap. <laughs> salary cap issues. Who knows Luxury if he even wants issues. another contract? I'm assuming he wants another contract. He's playing. He's playing pretty well. Guys don't usually walk away at this point. Right. And you know what happens when you assume. There it is. Make a donkey out of you and me. (laughs) Steven says, I hope Mike is so mad that he plays like a madman. And there is a lot of this. Darren, he deserves it, but there's a chance he can make it with an injury to somebody else. But maybe he'll just play on a chip, play with a chip on his shoulder, which will definitely help us. And it goes on and on. We got multiple people beyond this. I won't read them all. It's basically the same thing. Yeah, Edmund uh, have a chip on their shoulder. Okay, the thing is, I think we all think Conley's already playing at a higher level. Do we think he needs more motivation? Is going to make him play at an even higher level? I want him to do what he can do. What I've seen him do up close for a season or so, and also from a distance for many, many years, 12 years in the league. Saw him at Ohio State, saw him in person at Ohio State, and have him continue to do that. I think the opportunity to win is an extreme, intense motivator because you don't know what's coming down the pike. And when you're 33 years old, you realize the end is near. You've got more behind you than you have in front of you. That's just the way it is. So you value, I would think, the opportunities to be out there. And now you have the opportunity to win. I think that Conley, you ask him as far as when you got traded here, what were you looking to expect to get out of it? He's getting it. He's getting what he wanted. He's getting this opportunity to contribute to a winning team. And here we are. I mean, no one's winning more than them, man. And we're almost halfway through the season, and this is just awesome. <laughs> and they got, it, it, they've got this opportunity that's real, and it's legit, and it's exciting. So everything that I would think that he was looking for when he had to move his family and find a different route to the practice site and all that nonsense, uh, it's right here. So – if he finds a slight is motivation, so be it. But the point I'm making is that I don't think that he needs any of that because the possibility here is so enticing. And who wouldn't want to win an NBA title, man, and be a starter and be a – I mean, he's not just really a role player. He's an important piece of the, of the puzzle, man. When he gets it going, that just makes his team obviously that much better. He's a third leader. We don't yeah. really – we don't consider him to be one of those guys to get hot from three, right? He can do it, but it's not like we really look for him to do that. That's probably fair. I mean, he shoots because he can do yeah. so much more, right? But I think, in addition, he's the third leading scorer. So, to your point, that's an important 
that's an important deal. And also it's winning scores. We've seen multiple games this year where the team's kind of been drifting at halftime and you're not sure how it's going to go. And then he comes out, hits a couple shots to open the third quarter, and gets a team rolling. You know, there's, there's buckets all over the place, but there's some, there's some possessions that create momentum and some possessions that destroy momentum. And so when you come out of the locker room at halftime and it's time to take over the game and he comes out, hits a couple shots, you can just you can kind of see it. Everybody, everybody gets a lift out of that. So an important part of the team, and then the deeper you go in the playoffs, the better that is. I mean, he's been to what, one Western Conference final, no NBA finals. As far as I can recall. Yeah. And then also, two. Now, you know, we had Joe on last week. I wrote about this. You can go find it at KSL, where he's talking about his comfort factor in his role and how last year he had started, he was a full-time starter like the last two and a half seasons prior to last year, right? So he comes in off the bench last year, and by his own, his own acknowledgement, it was harder for him to find a rhythm. And he, that's those are literally his words. I quote him on that. He said that on our air last week before he was telling us that he could hit 300 against Donovan Mitchell and had no problem going the other way uh, with, you know, with the outside, cur- with the backdoor curveball. Boom, he could slap it in that 5.5 hole. Oh, you know he could I mean? drive it. <laughs> I don't even think he has any idea what the 5.5 hole is. Pretty <laughs> so, sure he doesn't. Uh, he's talking about that stuff. And now, when Conley's doing his thing, Joe has flourished in this role. We saw it just the other night in the very last game, right? So now you've got a guy who's a starter, who's fulfilling and playing to his ability, plus you've got another guy off the bench. So now you've pretty much, at that point, you got three guys that you can count on, minimum, off the bench. Clarkson does his thing, right? He finds a way to score. And he, and he basically does it every game. Favors, much more limited role. But you pretty much know what you're getting out of Favors just about every game, right? He's going to give you what he gives you. There's not a huge fluctuation in his contributions from game to game. Now if I got Joe and he's solidified in that role and that's going to be it, and he knows it because Mike is solidified in his role combined with all the other dudes – I got the best record in the league. So Conley being able to play to the level that we need him to play, and then Joe that allows him to focus on what he does, it's like Conley's the key almost to two players. You see what I'm getting at? Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing about you're up close to the team, you see that kind of value. But when it comes to picking all-stars, be the guy, score a lot of points, make your team win. And we've had a couple people tweet at us, uh, you know, love Mike Conley, but 16 points and five assists doesn't make an all-star game. And you have value That's in how you, how you fit in and how you, do, uh, how you make other guys better. But the Jazz going from where they've been the last few years, uh, three years, to where they are now, it's a step. But Chris Paul's getting rewarded because they're making a bigger step. And he has a bigger rep. He does have a bigger rep, absolutely. And and I know I mean, it's only supposed to be for commercials. the first half of the season, but he's getting. Re- I think he's getting rewarded for Oklahoma City too. I think people feel like they overachieved. Well, he made the team. He, he yeah. made the All Star team last year, right? And so this guy makes everywhere he goes. He makes him better, and so he's the outlier. You know, 
He and uh, Simmons and Gobert. And Simmons and Gobert, they're on teams where they don't score, but their teams right now have the best record in their conferences. And with Chris Paul, you have to reward that. Yeah. These are the only three outliers, and the other 21 guys all score a gazillion points. And that's how we pick the all-star team. Next! Mm And I expect that's why Devin Booker is going to get in for AD. Now, if there's another injury in the, I don't know what we got left, a week, week and a half, probably nine days, I guess, leading up to the All-Star game, then, you know, we'll see where that goes. It could happen. It's, it's happened in previous years. All right, coming up next, Brian Taylor, Real Golf Radio, is going to check in. Tiger Woods, that was a horrific car accident, uh, that wreck uh, in Southern California. Where does uh, Tiger go from here? We will talk with uh, Brian coming up next. And Tim McComb, Jazz Radio Studio Analyst at 8.30. Larry the Laker in the 9 o'clock hour. Stay with us.